When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Balls Big Wednesday edition. Great to be with you. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. I think we're finally getting there some two and a half weeks later. Close. Close to having a normal nasal passage and being able to speak without sounding ridiculous. Florida State sits at number four. Let's discuss. We did last night. That was fun. Uh, good job. Wake up war chant extended with Gene and myself. That was fun to kind of go back through and talk a little bit about what all this means. I think I would like to start there. I'd like to start with the fact that, um, you know, I don't know what it was about that particular unveiling of the rankings that did it for me, but <clears throat> specifically when it happened, when you saw Florida State's name and logo, it felt good. It felt, I mean, I know what they're ranked. I know the way we've spoken of this group. I know that they've won, you know, uh, double digit, what's it, 13 or 14 in a row now, whatever it is. I, I know that they've been ascending to a place where they belonged in this conversation, and we've spoken of them that way. And yet, Something about just seeing their name there with the playoff contenders and, and all of that seemed to remind me to appreciate it. Not like overlook things or pretend like that it's a perfect team or anything like that, but just appreciate and not really worry about some of the slights that, you know, we all have rabbit ears when it comes to people we love, you know, uh, teams that we root for, whatever it might be. You know, like if if I really like a band and somebody says something negative about them, I hear that in a way, and you know, you can your ears perk up from across the room. You're like, who is this dumbass? So we all do that. All fan bases really do that with their teams. And so when they're spoken about by outsiders, non-Florida State fans, we have our antennas up. We hear every implied snipe every sort of um, reference to anything that is less than attractive about our team. We hear it. We, we see ghosts sometimes. You know, some, sometimes people are just talking about a team, and because they're not lauding our favorite team, we're like, oh, you don't like us. So, you know, that's, it's kind of silly, but, but we all do that. Most all fan bases do it. Florida State fans do it a lot, and, and I, I've done it too. But 
None of that bothered me last night. No matter what any of the panelists said, no matter how we were discussed, no matter the reasoning or the lack of a, a consistency to what the committee must have been looking at, like they correctly lauded Ohio State's schedule and then conveniently forgot that we have the second best schedule, strength of record in the grouping, right? So they did it for one, but they didn't do it for another. All right, so that inconsistency fits with previous eras of the playoff committee, right? But it didn't bother me. It, it didn't bother me. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. And it certainly wasn't going to get in the way of really appreciating the position we find ourselves in again. Been a minute. And now here we are, firmly entrenched in the conversation amongst the six to eight teams in the country that are elite. You can, I mean, however you want to shape them, however you want to place them, whatever you think of them. I don't care who you root for, where you live, where you graduated, how you view the game of football. There is no reasonable conversation about football hierarchy and the teams that have a chance to win a national championship that does not include Florida State. Nobody can have that conversation. You could be a diehard Kane. You could be a diehard Gator. You cannot have this conversation about the larger discussion of college football right now without including Florida State as one of the contenders to win a national championship. And that's true of about maybe eight teams. Maybe. A lot of teams play football, Tom. There's a lot of football teams out there. A lot of programs. A lot of seats being filled by fans watching a product that has zero chance to be in that larger conversation. So that's kind of what hit me last night more than anything else. Yeah, it feels familiar in the one sense, but almost like an out-of-body experience in the other because it has been nine years. The first year that the college football playoff was in existence, we were there in in the middle part of the discussion. I'd say we were the focus of the national discussion because it was how can you drop Florida State week by week? That's what it got to. We settled in at three before we got sent off out west. Yeah. This time, we're not the focus of the discussion, but we are a part of it. And even though we've had moments in the last four or five years – where they sent the A-team down here. Fowler and Herb Street have called more games than you think, even when we were really, really bad. They made their way down to Tallahassee for a lot of them. So that never felt out of out of place. But when you arrive on that program, which I don't care anything about the program, it's just what about what it means, what it means in the discussion as you're talking about it. When you arrive at during that hour and they're talking about you in the primary sector, where it's comparing resumes and talking about who belongs in. Oh, of course, Florida State's in. Yeah. Yeah. That that validates everything that we thought we could be. And and I hate that it's ESPN that does it, but it's the show. It's the College Football Playoff Committee making their rankings. It validates everything that we thought we could be in the offseason. Everything that we thought we could be at the end of last year if we could just bother to retain a few key pieces. Not easy to do. Thank you, no. Battles End. And then as we came out of spring and we looked and we said, all right, they got better in this area and that area. And you look and say, where are the gaps in the portal? What can this team be? It's not that the job's over. You've got four more games to go and a conference championship. If all the cards fall right. And two of those are rivalry games where you know they want nothing more than to ruin your season. But the most important thing is this is a huge win for the long term. 
because it what it validates more than your feelings, my feelings. Of course. It validates the conversations that Mike Norvell and his assistant coaches have with high school players, saying that we're, we're oh no, this is getting better. And wait do you see the results. There's a result last night that now you can fire off text messages, you can have a phone call with a recruit, an official visit in the near future for the Miami weekend where there's going to be dozens upon dozens of high-caliber kids coming into town. And you say, I told you. I told you. Now, for us to be put over the top, I need you. And that pitch is so much more compelling than it could have been even this time last year when you had improved. Yeah, well, the upwardly mobile nature of the program was stamped with approval last night in those rankings, even though we knew that was a formality. We were aware of it. It's just nice to see it before you. It's like, okay, I'm picking the car I want online, and I want this feature, and I need this feature, and I want to add this to it. It has to have leather, and I want the Harman Kardon stereo system, and I want all these different things, right? But then when it's delivered, you're like, ooh, look at it. You knew exactly what you were getting. You saw the damn thing. You know, you knew what it was. You put it together. But when it's there, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Well, that was last night. We know we're ranked number four in the country. We know we're 8-0. and We know that we're in the playoff hunt. We know we're a good football team. We know we're in the greater discussion of, are you better than Georgia? Maybe, maybe not. Are you better than Michigan? Maybe, maybe not. Are you better than Ohio State? Maybe, maybe not. There aren't too many teams you're going to name where this, you know, I, the, where you can say that about a program. Like, there's, like Ohio State fans can do that today. Michigan fans can do that today. And to an extent, Oregon and Washington and a few others can do that, but we're part of that group that is doing that very thing right now. Comparing resumes, comparing rosters, comparing schedules, comparing, yeah, all of that. That's what we're doing. Comparing quarterbacks and coaches and game times and future games and all of that stuff. And of course, recruiting classes are a big part of that as well. And so, yes, today and last night are days to celebrate because that hard work and that transition from ass sorry two years ago to elite, no matter what happens the rest of the way, has happened. It's occurred. That transformation has occurred. Barring a catastrophe, that will remain true no matter how the season ends. When the clock strikes zero, is that in a playoff game? Is that in the ACC championship game? Is that it? And I get it. A lot of people would tell you that if you lost in the ACC championship game, you had a disaster of a season. But that's just simply not true. By definition right now, it's not true. All the things you needed to have happen have happened. Now, we're not done, to your point. Certainly not done. And it would be bitterly disappointing if somehow you lost to both Miami and Florida, for example. I could see that being a hellacious fall from grace. But... In a lot of ways, for the recruiting mechanism, for the recruiting aspect of this, it's already mission accomplished. Yeah, agreed. And you're one of, by my count, this is my own count, eight teams in the country right now that can say, if we win out, we're going to the college football We are football going to the college football playoff. It's the top six, and I think it's Alabama, and it's Mizzou, oddly enough. Well, But Mizzou would have to beat Georgia. It's this weekend. Right. Mizzou beats Georgia, but then they would win the SEC championship. If, you, if they went out... They have their path before them. Ole Miss needs help because Alabama has to stumble along the way, so they don't count. I don't think the Big 12 counts in that discussion where they say, if we went out, we're definitely in the playoff. 
No, you're not. Not right now. No, not right, not now. right now. Not right now. And a one-loss SEC team would get in over a one-loss Big 12 conference champion. Unless that was Texas who beat Alabama head-to-head and Alabama was the one-loss SEC winner. I still think it becomes— I don't think you can do that. You cannot rightfully do that. You, If, if Alabama and Texas have the exact same record, Texas beat Alabama at Alabama. We're done here. That's the we'll end see, of it. We'll there, there's zero chance. You, you can't— well, we should stop watching the sport. There, there's no. You and me could say that, but uh, the committee might say something. I don't think so because different. the committee does value head to head. They do, they do. Now, if the records aren't like, if yeah. a team has three losses and they beat somebody, and that team who lost to that team can still go if they have a better record. Mm-hmm. But if they have the exact same record and they're both conference champions, and the only thing separating them was a head to head matchup where one team won the damn game on the road. At your place. Yeah, well, convincingly. But, understood, but they have Oklahoma behind Texas right now. And how do you figure that? I mean, like, Oklahoma beat Texas head to head. So how is that possible? It's a mistake. Well, I'm saying that that mistake could carry through I, to the I final just, four. Mm. And it just depends on the insulation, I think, between those two teams in the rankings before you get to that week. That They can hide behind that. Well, they were number seven and they were number five. So that's why we're moving Alabama up to number four with one loss. They can do whatever the hell they want to. And here's one thing that they did, and they chose to do, that annoys me, but it does indicate that there is a gap between the top three and number four. It's like it's what you said. If you're talking about resume and accomplishment right here, right now, Florida State should not be number four in the country. No, it should be two. It should if be we're, two. If we're doing resume, yep. specific resume, they should be two. And if you're open to the idea that Michigan can fall to number three, then they should fall to number four. They should fall to number five. You shouldn't stop at three. That doesn't make any sense unless you're telling me that the eye test ends well, at this, three. This is what I'm telling Florida you. Florida State is below this upper plateau of one, two, and right, three. Right, Which is when they put up that graphic that had one, two, three in the resumes. That made me a little angry. It did. Yeah. Because our resume, if you put us on that screen, there's plenty of room to, I mean, I do a little graphics now. You can size things down just a little bit, put Florida State there. Number four you would have a what gives argument, but they didn't want to have the what gives argument in that broadcast no, about strength of record, strength never, of schedule. They're never going to. Now, I will tell you that it is largely imperfect no matter what they do. You, you, you're you not going to, like, I. so the good news is this. Michigan and Ohio State play one another. Okay? Of course. It's, but, it's, we're not going to have to worry about all this. But it is fair to say at this point, the way that they rank the top three, that they believe that there is a tier, a second tier, and we are a top tier two. Yeah, they think we're the best of tier two. And they think tier one is Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan. And that's where personally, the, the war, everything is on schedule, no problem. But for this battle, that pisses me off because we're not tier two. We're not. We're tier one. We are a tier one football yeah, team. Yeah, what's interesting is, and again, we get into these styles make fights discussions and which team of that grouping would you like to play? Who do you have the best chance to beat? And oddly, I think it's the number one team. I feel very good about Florida State's chances of beating the committee's number one team. Agreed. I feel far less secure in our standing in facing Georgia or Michigan. Far less. Now, give me Ohio State all day, every day. If that means we have to be four and we take on one, I like that. Let's go. Right, but this is not last year or the year prior where you would say that Florida State is a light heavyweight, not a true heavyweight. No, no, no we're, we're a true heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah, no, we're a true heavyweight. Don't no, be no, doing no. that nonsense, no, no, no. committee. We're, we're a heavyweight. Yes, and if so, for example, I I did this with a lot of the teams. I was having fun with this. I did a spot last night on SiriusXM uh, with Jeff Schwartz, uh, and I forget the other guy's name, Roy, what something. But anyhow, nice guy. Philpott? Uh, maybe it is Roy Philpott. Is that right? Roy Philpott is the guy that we had on to talk about the Willie hire. Years and years well, ago. Well, maybe, maybe he's a He's a national uh, play-by-play guy. Well, then that's him. He was yeah. on. 
And anyhow, they were nice enough. Golly, you'd think I would have remembered that. Poor Roy. I treated him like well, he was a Well, he bum. said that Willie was a home run hire just oh, like we did. And Roy, so Roy, Roy was as wrong as we were on yeah. that one. So here you go. Anyhow, the point would be um, I went on that show and we had a good discussion and it was a fun discussion, but I didn't get to tell this to Jeff Schwartz who, who played at Oregon, who's an Oregon guy, and he's fair. He asked some good questions about Florida State. But I wanted to say, well, look, oddly enough, the team that beat Oregon, I like our chances to beat. Oregon themselves, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah if you were going to rank. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think Oregon would be a tougher game for us than Washington. Yeah, who's in the club? No particular order of the top four teams in the country. Not playoff rankings, but who you think are the yeah. best four well, that, teams in the country. That's where you get into power ratings. Yeah. So power ratings don't care about your record. Yeah. There are a lot of factors that, I mean, there are people, I heard a guy yesterday in an interview who's a professional gambler, and this is what he does for a living, and he bets on pro and college football and has his power ratings and discussed about how he arrives at those ratings and what they mean. And he said, prior to giving those rankings, he said, now, remember, this is not how I would rank them if we were doing a poll. This is how I rank them in terms of their power rating. Those are two very different things. And because of that, he had LSU as a top six team. Mm. And he was and, – and, and yeah. yeah, and they have two losses. Well, yeah, put LSU and Ohio State on the field. Good game. Who are you picking? Ohio State, but it's a good Still? game. I think so. Okay, it's a good game. They're going to get stops. What Ohio State did to that Penn State offense? No, has I just think that no, no. I think they're <laughs> I think they're a legit good defense. I think they would get stops. Uh, I don't know that LSU gets stops against anybody. Anybody playing football anywhere? Maybe Army. I guess they did against somebody That's like that. But be yeah. interesting this weekend to see if they get stops because it's not like that Alabama yeah. offense has Julio Jones and no, Calvin. Ridley. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it will. That's a great game. It is. That's where we get back to this is going to solve itself. We're going to be all right. If you take care of business, we're going to be fine. And it's fun. We, I love the Styles Make Fights debate because people can get their feelings hurt in a hurry when you're like, you know who I wouldn't want to play? The number 16 team in the country. They're a problem for us. And it's like, what? You're like, but the number one team will beat that ass. I'm not worried about them. It's That's how it works. That's how the game works. That's what we watch the NFL – you see teams amass their record, whatever it might be, now that we play 17 games, it's weird to say, but you can go 12-5, and five, and one of those five could be against the worst team in football. Like, the Chiefs just lost to the Broncos. I think we all know the Chiefs are better than the Broncos. But that, they just got done getting beat, and really, it wasn't a fluke. They trailed the whole damn game. Yeah, this is, um, this is where you can dislike the playoff, and everybody always has disliked the postseason method. But you were talking last night on the broadcast, and and that's not dated information, folks. I encourage you later on to watch the reaction show. It's good. Um, I believe Corey asked you the question, or maybe you brought it up, that it's amazing how one yard for Ohio State yeah. can change their fate from where they would have been, which is top 10, but on the outer limits, right. to number one in the country, being talked about as the best team in the country. Yeah. As though, you know, now, the, the way people talk about their schedule and what they've done, it's like they steamroll. Notre Dame, in, right. in a sense, the way you present it, and how thin that line is. It is literally a yard at the end of a game. And to me, the, the right response to that is, that's why this sport is the best. This is the best. One yard changes their their fortunes in such a, a crazy way that now they can go from one yard, got to have it, to number one in the country. For now. For now. Yeah. I, I, that part of it's fine. I don't like the in perpetuity, imperfect way in which we decide college football's postseason. 12 will be better. 12 will be better. Yeah. Uh, you know, this has always been largely subjective. It is also why I was in favor of the computers, why I like the BCS. I mean, 
come up with a set of criteria that is universal and say these 16 things are what we're inputting and we are all going to live with that. And, you know, we can debate what those 16 things need to be, but let's come to an agreement on that across the board, vote on it, however you have to do it, and then we'll decide whatever that spits out. That's what we got. I was in favor of that because I think that's more objective yeah. than, you know, Jerry Smith, who works at Michigan, being on the committee, you know, or anybody else. Like, if you threw Jeff Cameron in there, I would not be objective. By definition, none of us can be. We are not completely objective. We can try. We can effort. But you were born somewhere. You've lived a life. You're the sum of your experiences. You went to school somewhere. You have built-in biases that you're never going to fully get rid of. And even if you recuse yourself from discussions for Florida State, if you're in the room, you still submit your rankings. I still have to submit my rankings. I believe you have to include them. Right. And imagine if I have to do that and there's a debate between Florida and FSU. Hmm. Guys, I'm serious. Objectively speaking, I think Florida State's better. I just do. You can doubt me if you want. That's how that conversation goes 100% of the time. And so that's, you know... That is frustrating. You're always going to have it. That's why I said on last night's show, do not get wrapped up if a guy who doesn't care at all about Florida State, who went to school at Arizona, is on a show that you happen to be listening to and says, you know, I don't think Florida State's that good. The ACC's terrible. A lot of people would hear that and be like, this son of a bitch, listen to this blasphemy. He doesn't hate FSU. He's just giving you his opinion through his prism, what he sees in college football. And you can think he's wrong, but don't get worked up over it because you would do the same to his beloved Pac-12. No, for sure. He loves Phil Mickelson and everything Phil Mickelson's <laughs> done in his life because he's an Arizona guy. Right. You, you right. got to understand these things. Yeah. He doesn't get that he sold his soul to terrorists. But, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's the hard part, right? You have to have these conversations. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hello. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply oh they're podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. 
Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Great to be with you. We had a kiss my ass on Main Street moment in the middle of the night. How about that? Oh, how great it would be today to be Josh McDaniels. And if you had Josh McDaniels as the first coach to be fired, cash that ticket, everybody. You are all set. I gotta st- yeah, I got to start getting into the first coach to be fired betting at the beginning of every season. You can get really good odds and have a good time with this sort of thing. And if you can read the tea leaves with a guy, get a sense of, you know, is he on the cusp of cracking like Dabo, for example, the other day, two weeks ago, looking at him at the dais, ready to throw that microphone against the wall. I'm like, ooh, we're up against it. I'm assuming you guys had fun with that yesterday. Yeah, we brought it up. We talked about it. You and I can talk about it too. But I, I, um, yeah, we'll do it on Coach Speak as well. But anyhow, I mean, you can see when guys are on the cusp of it. And if you can read that, you could probably do well with these first coaches to get fired bets. This would not have been my bet, though, because specifically because this truly is one of the great kiss-my-ass-on-main-street moments in the history of football. Josh McDaniels is said to make somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million per season. <laughs> Man, do you know how many guys got head coaching jobs because Tom Brady was good? Here's here's the number one guy. Dayball also got a job because Tom Brady was good. Oh, what a beautiful confluence of events, too, that this particular head coach, briefly as it was, both times, I think he's put together maybe three full seasons between his two jobs. He is available in the era where coaching salaries are insane. Well, think about it this way. Those are also, these contracts are guaranteed. So they just started the rebuild there. And gave him a six-year deal. He's a year and a half in on a six-year deal. For the next four and a half years, they've got to pay him roughly $10 million to do nothing. I don't, I might have overdosed upon the news that I don't have to ever work again and I'll be receiving $10 million a year to not do so. I might have been on so many drugs, it's just in celebration. Like, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. I would have been so high. Are you kidding me? You want to pay me $10 million a year for the next four and a half years to sit around butt naked? Because that's what I'm going to do. Never clothes. No, because I don't have to. I don't have to wear clothes. I can do anything I want at this point. I'm making $10 million a year to never do a damn thing again if I don't want to. You know, I've never asked this question, but I I feel like after multiple decades, we're entering our, our third decade, we're in the middle of it, working yeah. together. Yeah. Do you want to retire to a nudist colony? Is that, is no. that what's going on here? No, I like being naked, but I don't like being <laughs> naked with strangers. Okay, all right. <laughs> Unless they're your neighbor at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't like being naked with him. He just happened to see me naked because I was peeing off my deck. Balls free! <laughs> that is a very different set of circumstances. 
<laughs> we would have a very different discussion if he came meandering over naked. What are we talking about? <laughs> That's a very different discussion. I see you're an early riser, too. <laughs> so think about Josh McDaniel's sorry ass. And, and, and remember, this is the same dumbass that drafted Tim Tebow and moved up to do it. Yeah, first round. Yeah. Whoever watched Tim Tebow in college was both in awe and in laughter because the awe part of it was how a guy could bludgeon that league physically the way he did on en route to winning a Heisman and a national championship with the inability to throw a football is truly remarkable. Hey, he won an NFL playoff game all by himself, buddy. All by himself. So nobody looked at that guy and went, you know what? I like it. I want him to be our franchise quarterback. Josh McDaniels was the lone guy that did it. The lone dude. Show contributor Chris back in the day would get very, very angry. Borderline, hey man, kind of talk. with the Hey, hey, Mm -hmm. hey. Watching the Dolphins, specifically the Dolphins. Yes. I think the watershed moment of growth, and he, I think he would agree to this, was them losing on Tim, Tim Tebow's first professional start. Yeah, that's a toughie. Because it was a late announcement. Oh, remember was, that? Oh, we're going to kill him. And he was awful. And they and they, they won. They lost and to he, Tebow. And he was awful. I think that was the last time that yeah, he, he really he, went down that path. I think he kind of realized. Like, All right. The time's up. I mean, I had the Dante Culpepper debut we're, with we're, Drew Brees yeah. over there in New Orleans. <laughs> like, yeah. The Tebow one was that he was like, all right, that's enough the, of that. Yeah. Time to grow up. Amongst the highlights for Josh McDaniels and why he once again... And don't forget this. Everybody forgets this chapter of the Josh McDaniels coaching life. The dude accepted the Indianapolis Colts job and put together an entire staff. He had a staff. He had it. And then in the middle of the night went, I don't think so. I don't want to... I don't... I I want to uh, back out of the deal. What? You put together a staff. You called people. You've got them jobs. They're all, what are you talking about? So there's that. He also lost to the Indianapolis Colts when interim head coach Jeff Saturday took over the Colts. By the way, Jeff Saturday had never coached above the high school level when he took that job and beat Josh McDaniels. That's a toughie. My goodness gracious. He also was head coach of the Raiders as they blew the largest lead in franchise history, up 20 points in the second half to Arizona, who at halftime had zero points and came back to beat you. The very definition of adjustments. (laughs) My goodness gracious. Think about this. Baker Mayfield was flown to Los Angeles the day before the game last year, joined his team, memorized a pared-down playbook, and threw for like 300 and something yards and beat Josh McDaniels. And it was a double-digit lead. And that's Baker Mayfield, who had been there for 24 hours. <laughs> he got shut out in New Orleans in week eight last year. By the way, Josh McDaniels, offensive mind, has to be great. Coach Tom Brady lost a game last year where they got shut out and didn't cross the 50. This is an NFL team, sir. You didn't cross the 50-yard line in a football game. I dare say you could take the top-rated 7A school in high school, they might get across the 50 on a play. Just a play. Just something happens, like a trick play. 
the 50. And he lost already this season to an undrafted Division II rookie quarterback making his first ever start. That's the Chicago Bears, and that was Tyson Bagent or Bagent, Bagent, the arm wrestling Uh, kid. Josh is going to remember his name. Yeah. So we ought not forget also that Josh McDaniels and the GM who was also fired, uh, Ziegler, took over the team, took took over the reins of this team coming off the playoff appearance. They were 10-7, and made the playoff. They took over. Mm. <laughs> That's something. I wonder if they get Rich Basaccia back. Because he was the one that rallied the troops he in the wake did. of the Gruden firing. He, he did. They went to the playoffs with him. Yeah. Think about, I mean, come on, man. Six, I mean, six-year deal, four and a half years left on it. What a phone call to get. We were all asleep. It's 2 o'clock in the morning in the East Coast when it happened. Apparently, he was trick-or-treating with his kids when he got the call. What a night. Eat all the candy you want, buddy. You don't have to go to work in the morning. You're good to go. Hey, son, you want to take off school tomorrow? <laughs> we could go to anywhere in the world. You mean I get to hang out with you, Dad? Finally. I first, won't. first time for everything, son. I won't be immersed in a losing game plan. I'll have the opportunity to instead rest easy. Get set to collect my next check in two weeks. Woohoo! Gonna be awesome. It's a big check. We can do anything we want. Let's go to Thailand, son. Ooh, that's getting weird. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. They nailed this at the moon, by the way. Good show. Me and Mario sat there and got to take this in, and it was good times. I was uh, pleased that he could still do it. That's really interesting, too. I did not expect, because you sent me a short video Mm -hmm. of of the concert, and I couldn't tell if that was, okay, he's giving it a go, versus no, he still got it. No, he still got it. He was good. He was really good. Uh, They were great. That was a, a fun night. Also, I have to admit, I don't often, I don't mind being bald. I, I'm fine with it, but that dude's hair is still crazy thick and long. And I'm like, look at you. You're like 70. Stop that, bastard. <laughs> uh, hey, heads up. This is a good thing. This is something that you'd maybe want to help out if you can. And uh, I brought it up yesterday, or excuse me, on Monday. I'm going to do it again here right now. And if you're watching on WarChant TV, you'll see. What it is I'm talking about. If you're interested in giving the gift of education, the gift of a scholarship, please listen now. The Giovanni Vetrano Foundation, a nonprofit organization near and dear certainly to to all of us, uh, is holding its 2023 Geo Cup this week in Tallahassee. The event is a showcase of the elite soccer programs in the Tallahassee area, but it also serves as the most important week of fundraising in honor of Giovanni Vetrano, who tragically died just two years ago this November. Gio's father and our good friend Ron Vetrano created this scholarship fund to be awarded annually to three high school student athletes in our community. These scholarships help honor Giovanni's spirit, that's for sure. This week through November the 4th, thanks to any uh, to an anonymous donor, I should say, all donations to the GV scholarship will be doubled. 
Please consider the power of what you can do to help a young student athlete, young student athletes in their college journey. If you wish to learn more and support the Giovanni Vetrano Foundation, all you got to do is visit gvscholarship.org today. Go to gvscholarship.org today. And for those of you looking at the screen there, you see the game times and all that good stuff. There you go. All right. Exhale. I'll be over. I saw Leon on there. I'll be over at Leon a lot this year. Actually, oddly, uh, I already am, but I'll be there even more uh, in a way uh, because uh, Bryce will will be playing basketball for Leon this year. He made the team. Congratulations to my son. Proud of you. And uh, But they're redoing the gym. So, so he's going to be playing home games away from Leon. So I'll be supporting Leon, but not at Leon. Is he going to be pitching in the uh, spring, or is it spring football only? I think it's spring football for him, and I think he's unfortunately gone away from baseball, and he was good at baseball. I wish he had studied with it, but uh, but he made the basketball team. They announced that this week. I was very proud of him. I'm not sure he thought he was going to make it, but he did. And so, uh, and it's it, his birthday this weekend. Big week for Bryce. He turns 16 this weekend. Do you think he's going to be able to dunk like Pops? Yeah, he's getting there now. He can easily jump up and hold on to the rim. So he's already there, and he's 15 years old. I, yes, I think so. His get, legs are getting stronger. So yeah, he can, he can jump. It's a problem for me now, man. It's a pro- if I'm not hitting outside shots, I can't win against him anymore. Have you lost? I have. I finally lost oh. to him. Yeah. Well, he got to where he wore me out. He got to where he just. I mean, we would play. It was one on one. Yeah, yeah. He beat me. Wow. He can shoot now. And he's my height, and he can dribble. It's a problem. <laughs> he's also six, soon to be 16, and I'm 52. He better beat me. I was calling him out for a while until finally he got fed well, up. I was going to say, no excuses. You, you were aggressive with him. I okay. was. I was. I made fun of him. I told him, I was like, it's a damn shame, 50-year-old man out here beating your ass. And he got tired of hearing that. But I kept agitating him. And then he figured out that if, if he plays with enough effort, my sustained energy does not match his. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what happens. Takes us to our next sponsor. Do you have low T out there? <laughs> uh, no, man. I get, it, the hard, hardest part about getting old, I get calf cramps. I guess, oh, and yeah. I, I drink, I'm drinking water like it's nobody's business. Well, it's the coffee. It's so much of the coffee. I, I don't even drink it in the middle of the afternoon like I used to. I used to hammer coffee all day. There's going to be a video spot. We're going to put it together. It's going to be of you starting to wear down in a game. Hmm. Wait a minute. Is that Frank Thomas? Frank Thomas? Why are you here? Well, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Those you... commercials are the worst. Oh, they are. It's the most uncomfortable moment when he turns to the camera and says, and she'll like it too. Oh, no. What, what, what? He's like hitting on the dude's wife. Yes. I'll tell you what, pal. Yeah. He's going to yeah. like it too. <laughs> Frank. Isn't that right, Doug Flutie? Just because you were yeah. <laughs> an Andy Van Slyke, former Cardinal, Pirate, every other team. I'm like, why is Andy Van Slyke? Nobody knows who Andy Van Slyke is. I do. I guess maybe that's I'm the target audience, I guess. That's why, yeah. Is that because they want you to be engaged? Say, is that Andy Van Slyke? Why is Andy Van Slyke? Hey, here? did you see Andy Van Slyke in the low T commercial? And boom, they got you because you had to, you had to do some work. You had to do some work. Andy's out there like they show him working out. I'm like, Andy's still like looking like he could play. He's ripped. Like, look at you, Van Slyke. Give it up. I mean, stay in shape, but you don't have to be training you like you're about to, to give get it another time with the Nutrisystem. <laughs> and she'll love it too. Oh man. I have uh, outright begun to root for the woman who plays Martha in the commercial about uh, 
life insurance or whatever it is, I rooted for her to, to die. I'd like her to pass away. <laughs> Martha? Yeah, you'll see it. She's wearing giant glasses, <laughs> and, and she's supposed to be this uh, cranky old woman, and then the narrator is like, but Martha, you can save now. You must call. And then she's like, I don't want to call. It's the worst. Every time she talks, I'm like, somebody shoot her. What channel? <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst. It's awful. Not expecting that. <laughs> is this like the military channel for the documentaries? No, what, it's what? on all the time. I've seen there. There it is. There's Martha. I've never seen this. Oh, ad. it's on incessantly. See the picture on the bottom left. Look at the bottom left over there. Oh yeah. Look, it's ridiculous. Every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, somebody punch her. This is terrible. That's like Ernest meets Estelle yeah, from uh, it's, it's Golden Girls. It's the worst thing you'll ever see. Thank you for finding that. Meet Mar- this must be on your suggested video. No, it's not on my and, video. And it's on it's, YouTube TV. If you're just watching, no, Tom. If you're just watching a football, I'm gonna. <laughs> it was on during the Florida State game. I'm going to. Here's what I'm going to do. When we're on this weekend, if that commercial comes on, I'm gonna call you right away. And be like, hey, well, we'll s- snap a photo of it and see if it's got the eye with the circle around in the top left because that would be ad choices. Yeah, I don't think it is. All right. I don't think it is. I will. I will take a closer look at it. It's. It's. It could be their profile on you. They're saying, hey, man, keep up during there. Jeopardy. Okay. Well, that makes sense if it's national during Jeopardy. But it's, it's, it, mean, should it's be on, it should be on every spot block and uh, Price is Right. It's uh, really annoying. I've hey, never seen that. Oh, you're going to hate her. What that looks like the, the, the people who made the rehabilitation. Uh, we are the, uh, what was that? The what? guy with the glasses. He's in the scrub. Oh, yeah. He's in the. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be that guy for Halloween one year. I never followed through on that. How many trick-or-treaters you get last night? Um, we're in a cul-de-sac, so business was a little slow for yeah, a weeknight. Usually I, it is, uh, if you're in a cul-de-sac. So Jamie had to do the first half an hour because we were, you know, I was doing stuff for the show behind the scenes and the website. 25? 30? That's Something not like that. bad for where you yeah. are, back tucked away like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, last night uh, we talked a little bit about the, the committee and where Florida State sits and so on and so forth, but I, I thought Mike Norvell's answer to this after practice, quote, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get distracted. He said this after yesterday's practice. We have a purpose. We have a mission. Being 8-0 can be distracting if you allow it to be distracting. Do I want people nationally to recognize our program and the great players that I get to coach? Absolutely I do. I think it's wonderful people are talking about Florida State. They should be. But he said that he has no plans to talk about the rankings with the team and no plans to discuss any other aspect of that, which is the right answer. That's fine. They know where they rank. They, they've got eyes. They, they get the deal. They know that they've got four more football games in the regular season plus an ACC championship. You know, that's that's the end goal. He said so before the season started. And that really welcome ushered in a change in the narrative. Uh, Mike, Tom has brought this up before, and, and he's right. Mike had never spoken uh, in that way about his team in a given year uh, winning a championship. Not an ACC championship, not a national championship. Not once. It had never come up before. And so when he did it, obviously we all took note. And Mike is very careful with his words. He's very careful in how he answers questions. He's thoughtful about it. Um. Yeah, sometimes he meanders and stutters and does all that stuff and, you know, doesn't always get to the point. But he it's because he's searching for the right way to phrase things and the right way to motivate people and the right messaging. 
And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And he has. You know, you, you can see it. You can see the thought process. So when he decided to invoke championships, to add that to the lexicon of descriptors, I thought, hey, he really likes this team. He really, really likes his team if you're going to do that. You know, and I, and I wondered in a moment of uh, candor uh, how he would grade this team, how he would assess each segment group, where he'd say they're at if he had his druthers. You know, I mean, every coach wants every segment group on his team to be an A+. Rarely does that happen. Just because the nature of college football, this isn't the NFL. You can't sign guys to 10-year deals and have them year over year. Guys leave. If they're really, really good, they leave after three years. And so you're constantly changing and trying to supplement what you have and what you don't have. And, you know, that's why the portal's been so good to, to Mike Norvell, and he's been so good at adapting, as pointed out by Dave Clawson, to the modern game. He's helped out by what I think is certainly in the conversation for the best collective in all of college football in the battle's end. And that approach where – the athletic director and the head coach, and certainly to within a degree, you can't describe it this way. Uh, but you know, the left hand knows what the right hand's doing, and that applies to the collective as well. Uh, recognizing which players might need a contract and which players might be told, "Have a good day. You want to go elsewhere? You want to go play uh, at another school? By all means." Others, let's slow our roll on that. Maybe we have a little something to offer. Think about this though before we break. You could bring back almost the entirety of that offensive line next year. You could. You could. Yeah. Now, there are some guys I'd like to move on from, but there are others that I would say, oh, what an added bonus to bring back Bless Harris. To bring back, you know, like to have a guy with that experience and skill set, you could do it. Yeah, Bless might get a medical exemption for another year. But, I mean, Darius and Maurice have been two of your most important offensive linemen. Well, if you don't have. And you, both of them are eligible to come back. Yeah, and, I mean, Maurice is not on his way to the NFL. So no, this would it, probably be the best deal he's going to get. That's actually an interesting negotiation. Because <laughs> you are not you don't have yeah, professional yeah, leverage. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with